0: Well, hello, welcome to another episode of Parks and Conversation, and uh, this is a rewatch of the classic ep- uh, series Parks and Recreation, and uh, then we talk about it. And my name is Jason, and I'm joined all the way across town by my friend Jeremy. Say hello, Jeremy. Hey, how are you? Man, I am doing great, and uh, yeah, and and you, what's up? Oh, nothing. I'm I'm here. Yes. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. Well, today we are going to be discussing uh, Season 3, Episode 4, Media Blitz, is the official title. Mm -hmm. And uh, this is another great episode of Parks and Rec where we get to see the powerful media empire that is Pawnee, Indiana. And I wrote a lot of notes about just how ridiculous their media is um as that things like came up but before we get too far into the episode uh we need to have a town forum okay and uh this is what i'm going to start calling our email segment town forum uh because this is where the crazies come from and uh part of the reason why i wanted to go with this name is because of this email we just have one email to read today and uh the subject line is amazing and it made me think of uh pawnee and their town forums and so this is the subject line jeremy brace yourself the only thing i will wave is your decapitated head on a stick in front of your weeping mother oh it's not a death threat it's just my favorite line let's be friends (laughs) (laughs) that, that that took a turn yeah, that's wow. that's, that's the morning. subject line. Good morning. I, I was like, "What are we talking about?" Yeah, who did um, we? We must have made
1: somebody upset. I don't know. Wow, I didn't think yeah. we, I didn't think we were that bad. I mean, I know we're not professional podcasters, but I didn't think it was that bad.
0: Yeah. So as that was a great email subject, and it was like, this definitely has to be uh, the the town forum. This is what we're just going to call when people email us. And uh, maybe at the end of the season, we can get like a call for emails and have a specific episode that is devoted to email as a town forum. And the more bizarre the emails, the better. And so great subject lines like this, as well as uh, ideas that let's say we were a parks department in Pawnee, Indiana. What would you want this parks department to do for you? And so um, or, or, or not do. Yeah, exactly. Anything's open. It's a town forum. And so if you want to send emails, uh, you can send those to parksandconversation at gmail.com. And uh, we will read through those. Uh, if you want to save it for a town forum email, then put forum in the subject line. Um, and uh, otherwise, we'll just read it from time to time. If I find some that are really great, I will save them right, and save them up for a town forum. So I'll create a little folder in my Gmail account. It'll be great. It'll be great. But this email is from a listener all the way from Israel, wow. and uh, yeah, shalom. And uh, this uh, this writer asks us to withhold their name, mm-hmm. uh, but they're from Israel. They just binged listening to all of our episodes, so thank Whoa. you, thank you for doing that. I don't know if I've even listened to all of them, and you're like, we can tell by your editing technique. <laughs> um, so, uh, but they. Uh, really want us to know how much they enjoy the podcast and sometimes relate to our thoughts. You're great. Two exclamation marks. So yeah. And so they did say here, you can please don't say my name, but you can say the country if that's some reason interesting, but uh, I prefer to remain nameless. Lol, that's a real Swanson move. Uh, (laughs) Now, uh, seriously in season three, every episode is gold. I can't wait to rewatch it. Oh, and about the time capsule probably would not put a dvd in because seriously who will still have a dvd device so yeah we, we, we would God. have to put a dvd device in with it yes and whatever potential cable mm-hmm. uh, like because hdmi probably isn't going to be the standard well, so we have and,
1: to... and then a tv yeah and so probably is... some kind of energy source yes
0: because <laughs> there won't be energy in the future will,
1: will there be enough room in your element for that
0: uh, for a TV and a DVD player and a DVD and a generator. Hmm. Yes. Perfect. I think so. So, uh, yeah. So, I mean, we could still do that. But if there's other things you want to include into the uh, the Pawnee time capsule, think size of my Honda Element, um, then please let us know. You can send us an email to uh, at gmail.com. So. That, uh, that is the wrap-up of our town forum, and it's really just a time for people to be heard, and uh, it's a crazy <laughs> convention, as Ron calls it. So now on to Media Blitz, and the, the synopsis of this show is the Parks Department is throwing the, the Harvest Festival. It's two weeks away, and there's still dramatically low awareness, and so they need to go on to that various media outlets in Pawnee to raise awareness, gain interest, and to keep this Harvest Festival going. Because remember, everybody's lives are on the line. At least their jobs. But if you don't have a job, you don't have a life. So, there we are. Um, off, the top of, off the top, before we get too far in, what are your initial thoughts about this episode of, uh, of Parks and Recreation?
1: I, I was surprised at how low it was rated on IMDb. That was it. I, I loved this episode and uh, I wrote down a ton of jokes and I thought it was really, really funny. And then I looked it up on IMDb and it rated lower than Ron and Tammy 2, which I get it. I know that Ron and Tammy 2 for a lot of people is like a fan favorite, um, but 8.1 seemed low for this episode. But I, I think maybe there's other reasons that we'll get into later why I like this. I'm I'm a little sentimental, so there was some stuff in here that I thought was really cool. So, but I also thought there was a lot of great jokes. So, what about you?
0: I love this episode uh, for a variety of reasons. One is uh, Perd Happily. Yeah. Any any Perd Hapley episode will just climb up in my ranking to you know eleven out of ten. More like, I love Perd. Perd is like so Perd great. Rapidly. <laughs> yeah so we'll get to that in a bit uh so let's uh start with the cold open and i don't know about you but i love antiquated technology absolutely i absolutely. think there, there are things like i like my wife and i we go thrifting we go to the uh aurora antique pavilion which is not far from uh either of our houses like it's a it's a nice little place to go and hang out and hey, hey I like fun, fun fact sorry i, I it, Doing this on over
1: pod, the internets is really hard to like not step on people's lines and stuff. But anyway, if you ever look up the Aurora Antique Pavilion um, online, if you look up on Google Maps, I won't give you the exact address. If you look at the overhead shot, it looks remarkably like the Millennium Falcon. If okay. So, there you go. Um, Continue.
0: Well... <laughs> What do you? What do you want me to do with that information right now? <laughs> I have to go and look. <laughs> just, just keep going. Just keep going. All right. Okay. Uh, so, yeah. So we like to go and look around at stuff. I love looking at old, like lanterns. Like there's a green lantern, like for railroads. You know, like I would love to have that. You should have but that because you're a comic, also, you're, a,
1: you're a comic nerd. Like that. It's not I, just like you like railroads. It's like. It,
0: Yeah, I get it. I should have it. But at the same time, like I have nowhere to put it. Like, I just can't justify. hang it at the junction. Oh, good point. Yeah. I'll I'll just make a junction in my Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) cul-de-sac. You're a train. You are way off. Yeah. And there's there's no way to turn around. So I guess that's where you live now. I guess it should just always be red. (laughs) Like, please stop. (laughs) <laughs> Don't come down here. Um, so Ron he he's a an old timey guy and he finds this uh old typewriter by the dumpster and he decides that he's gonna fix it and he, you know, does everything to fix it up and he even found a an old ribbon for it on electronicbay dot com. <laughs> and uh and so then he starts typing and he's annoying everybody with it. Um so when he leaves his office, staff wants to throw it away and they come in to throw it away and it's too heavy to pick up. And there's a note on it saying like, don't mess with this. Um, and, uh, then he comes back in and he's like, I'm going to type every word I know. <laughs> so, oh man. Uh, and so his r- words include America rectangle, uh, butthole. Uh, <laughs> so way to go, Ron. Love it. <laughs> Monday megaphone. Yeah. So good. Um, and, uh, one of the things that I had heard years ago from Conan O'Brien when he had a show is that if they say a website on television, they uh they have to buy that domain so that somebody else doesn't go and, and squat on the domain and or do something inappropriate with it. Mm. So I immediately, as I'm watching this, I put hit put it on pause and I was like, look up electronicbay.com. Nothing. <gasps> so Conan lied to me. And I feel bad, but it got me thinking, what if I were to buy electronicbay.com and redirect it to our podcast? <laughs> but, I mean, you know, all, <laughs> all the
1: people searching for Electronic Bay would be very disappointed.
0: Well, the only people who are going to search for it are Parks and Rec listeners.
1: That's true. That's true.
0: Watchers. So like, you know, synergy, Lemon, synergy. Never bad mouth synergy uh you know with Reagan when he had his bad times um so yeah so then it cuts to credits uh th- this was a great cold open yeah. very uh it was very funny it was very day in the life in the office uh and has not it doesn't come back in the rest of the episode really but i loved it except for the fact that they do use it to type they do use the, <laughs> right. the the typewriter later but like the uh the actual like annoyance level doesn't come back so right um, and then, so cut after the credits comes back and Ben is the bearer of bad tidings and he tells everybody Harvest Fest is two weeks away. Awareness is too low. Um, and he hands a chart to Leslie. He's like, oh wow, almost 43%. And Ben's like, actually it's 42.74%. Um, and they start making fun of his robotness, uh, which is hilarious to me. Uh, and, uh, I don't know why Ben puts up with it. Cause it's like, is he, is he their boss right now? I don't know the whole power dynamic, but they all make fun of Ben a lot.
1: Yeah, I, I don't think he can really do much because he's kind of on the team, but not. And so to pull the boss card, then he looks like stuck up. So he's he's still trying to fit in, I think, a little bit. So I think he kind of puts up with it. I don't know. All right, That's my that's my read on it.
0: Yeah, okay. Well, that's a read. I'm, <laughs> I, I would agree. I'm, I'm, I'm on board. No problem. Plus, I don't uh, think so- Ben really sticks up for himself very often anyway. So, yeah, it's true. That's a good point. He's kind of a doormat. Um, and uh, yeah, so then it cuts to it. They, they go to say, like, we're going to go just need to raise awareness. And so Leslie does a talking head where she's talking about all the ways that she's trying to raise awareness. And one of them is even trying to get onto Oprah. Oprah, <laughs> um, which like she uh, reached out to Oprah and didn't hear back. So she's putting it out there, like in the secret. I love, that's um, such a great joke. <laughs> it's so funny. It's such a it's such a great joke that is so <laughs> defined to a window in time. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. You know, in even like in like three more years. I don't know if anybody's going to know what that is. Like if Explain somebody just it. starts watching it, it's like, what's the secret?
1: Just in case people come across this late after somehow and puts it all together. Like, what, what is the secret?
0: Uh, it's basically making wishes. You know, a wow. uh, wow. Disney song, When You Wish Upon a Star mm-hmm uh it's like that but somebody wrote a book about it so you you put your desires out into the universe and you you say like i want to drive a lamborghini and now it's out there to the universe it is now an open secret i don't know i don't understand most of it i just saw oprah talked a lot about it and then that was when i was like oh yeah the high priestess oprah <laughs> she's got all kinds of weird things to say so i'm just going
1: to start writing books about disney songs then like the hakuna matata
0: yeah or yeah like a self-help book on uh you know don't don't worry basically for the rest of your days it's a problem-free philosophy yeah exactly under the sea Mm -hmm. yeah well how is that helpful
1: well if you're ever under the sea then you you have friends and you know crabs and stuff i don't know
0: yeah and you know no place is hotter than under the Exactly. uh, That's
1: what I'm saying. You can
0: go anywhere. anywhere. All things are better down where it's wetter. Is that the line? Sure. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how well that one's going to sell, but like whistle while you work. Mm -hmm. You know, how to enjoy your job. Uh, First of all, you need to have a bunch of dwarves. Right. If if you you love what you do, you never work a day in your life. Yeah. And then also at home, uh, get the animals inside. They'll do the dishes, dishes for you. Yes. If you whistle. Yeah, that the, actually does work for my dog. I will whistle and she will come. And just do so, the dishes for you? If I leave them on the floor, she'll clean them. That's true. I've so, seen
1: that. I've seen that.
0: Okay. She's really uh, like... She's not motivated by much. Uh, and she's really not in a hurry to do a lot of things. But if I put a plate with any kind of food substance on the floor, she is not going to waste any time. So there's, there could be like Toyota... Efficiency studies based on her uh, rate of cleaning <laughs> plates. She's great. It's Kaizen, that thing. Yeah, she's so good. So good. Um, anyway, so they're going to go do the uh, the morning shows. Um, and uh, they are talking about these morning shows that they're going to do. Uh, and they mention being on Crazy Ira and the Douche, which is great. We get to meet Crazy Ira and the Douche. But they also then Tom makes a comparison to another morning show. Yeah, that is in Pawnee, but the crazy Ira and the douche are better than this other show, which I wrote down the question. There's two morning shows in Pawnee. <laughs> yes,
1: <And laughs> I, I put Pawnee's number two radio talk time show. I was
0: like, what the heck, man? This this town is too small. Tubby Tony, many.
1: Tubby Tony and the Papaya.
0: Yes, yes. Good. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was just one of those things where it's like this is. They've definitely built a world here, and uh, I would love to hear Tubby Tony and the Papaya. Later on, we're going to have an experience with the public radio side of Pawnee. So we have two commercial radio stations in Pawnee and a public radio station. Like That's just the radio platform. And then they have however many channels and a newspaper that are all Pawnee-centric. It's all too much. <laughs> too well, much. At, the, at the very least, the thing about radio stations, I feel,
1: I feel maybe a little bit like the television station. It's like public access. If you have a show, you can use the equipment. I'm sure Ira and the douche aren't on 24-7. So they have, you know, the ability for, you know, the 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 what jazz plus jazz or whatever their whole the public radio uh, side of things is. They can come in at a different times. So I mean, the, at least the radio stuff—that's pretty easy. That's like podcasts, right? Like I don't know the television how, stuff. How that's a little... <laughs> Are you besmirching
0: podcastery?
1: Oh, absolutely not. I mean, I only, oh, yeah. I only uh, like uh, dream to get to the the size and influence that that the ninety three point seven the groove of Pawnee has, you know, over the yes. the listeners that we have. Yeah,
0: I would hope, man. I, yeah. So anyway, now that we have, I have taken the time to rant on the media here. Um, do you feel better? I do I feel a little better, but I also feel a sneeze coming on. So, you know, six of one. Um, the, uh, so it cuts away. They've, they've got the media blitz plan here. Um, they're going to break up into teams and all that kind of stuff. And it cuts away and uh, it cuts to Ann and Chris stretching in Chris's office and April comes in like I'll come back when you're not being weird. Uh Yeah, but it's so, not just stretching, right? Like he has her over his back. Like yeah. Linked. It is very strange. So <laughs> um yeah, and April's response is just like I'm going to come back when you're not weird. And I love like, that. <laughs> so, so she'll never see them again. And <laughs> um and so chris is like hey have you thought any more about going with me to indianapolis and they talk about the job and what it's going to take and april agrees to go all the while Anne is in the background of the shot and you can see how bummed she is and like she wants to go and she's frustrated that she doesn't know the status of their relationship um and so that's tension one and then uh cuts away and andy is hanging out outside the outside of chris's office and he's like hey what were you guys talking about in there was it about going to indianapolis and he wants her to stay and so he says that he he agrees to do everything she hates doing for a month if it will convince her to stay and he she says all right if you do that i will think about staying and andy is encouraged and i love his line you won't live to regret this <laughs> yeah wait i don't think that means what you think it means <laughs> You won't live to regret this. And he goes off, you know, feeling hopeful and optimistic that he might kill her. (laughs) So uh, and then it cuts to 93.7, the groove in Crazy Ira and the douche. Uh, And I love this radio station. Um, Now, morning radio Mm -hmm. is. Is an interesting world and i i don't know do you ever do you ever listen to morning radio no cuz you you don't i mean you don't have a commute really but um no, i don't I, get it, up by morning time so i'm usually afternoon radio oh uh, which is even worse yeah so then i just don't listen to it <laughs> perfect um in the past then did you ever uh, listen to like 973 or uh uh bob rivers or any of our n- northwest radio personalities nope No, never. Oh man.
1: Oh, why why listen to people talk when you can listen to actual music? What radio was invented for? These are just people spouting their ideas out into the world for anybody to listen to. Like like they have any like who cares about those guys? Like their opinions even matter about something, right? (laughs) Right?
0: Are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. (laughs) It feels like ex- exactly what we're doing, but oh, whatever. Oh, oh, wait, what? <laughs> oh. Dang it. I'm trapped uh, by my own words. Yeah, I'm listening. I'm listening. I'm hearing what you're saying. No, I just I but, like music better, honestly. I just yeah. like yeah, I don't know. And the whole shock like go you
1: you do your opinion first and then I'll tell well, you. I
0: just oh. the 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 culture of the morning radio show, mm-hmm. like my uh, I listened to Robin and Maynard or Bob Rivers and Spike and the crew on 102.5. I haven't listened to morning radio in a long time because uh, I had kids and I started doing all my morning work at home. Um, and so I don't know what the current culture is, but like all of the like shock jockeyness of crazy Ira and the douche talking about, um, you know, gross things (laughs) Uh, but then also like audio audio drops with the guy who like uh doesn't say anything uh i think his name is asian tony i think um and (laughs) he's he's actually vietnamese but yeah um but he makes all of these uh Um, audio like montages that all end in farts like all of that was so like brilliant and so on point with what I have experienced in my own listening to radio in the morning in the past, like, wow, they really like dialed it up. Um, but it starts out with crazy Ira and the douche talking. And it's like, you know why I can't be an astronaut space farts <laughs> <laughs> and they make the fart noises. And, um, it's so great. And like, you can't roll down the window on the shuttle. Is that right? Uh, so you're t- I, Tom and Leslie are just busting up. <laughs>
1: yeah well, see, I, you could I, see I,
0: ben in the background just like oh
1: yeah and i'm yeah, see, I, what I, i'm more like i'm more like ben i just i'm like yeah I get, I get it this was funny when i was in middle school i guess but what's the point of this i don't know that was me yeah there <sighs> Sorry. are a
0: couple things in this episode that also reminded me of my friend jeremy <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> uh so we're gonna say i'm like Ben. i'm like i get it yeah so they're on here to talk about uh the 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 harvest festival and leslie describes it as this is where fun meets awesome meets agriculture (laughs) (laughs) and pretty excited to uh get on board with that so uh yeah so the radio uh, plug is going well so far. Cuts to the office and Andy is working the permit desk and a guy comes in to tell him that his bird is missing and Andy's like, oh I'll get the form. He's like, there's no time for forms. This bird can fly. <laughs> I'm like yeah,
1: yeah, that's a good point, man. <laughs> there's no time he can fly. That was one of my favorite jokes of the whole
0: of the whole it's like, it's done, man. It's over. Yeah, it's gone. That bird is no longer your bird. And I've seen our bird now. Yeah, it's a collective bird. I've seen on my road that I live off of here, there's all kinds of lost dogs, lost cats. I have seen lost bird signs. I was like, what do you want me to do with it? Like, it's flying. Like, I, I, I don't think the bird's going to respond to its name. Wait, come and, back. Yeah. Hey, land here. I mean, it's a bird.
1: It is kind of weird, though, when you see like a parakeet in the wild. Have you ever seen? Like, obviously, yeah. somebody has just let it go, but it's it's survived. And it's like, I'm a pigeon now. I'm just hanging out with these guys.
0: Yeah, it's got an eye patch. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> yeah, it's the scrappy. It's the it's the scrappy canary. You can tell he's like trying too hard to fit in because he's wearing like a denim jacket with the sleeves rolled up. Mm-hmm. And like, he's just like, you yeah, dude, I'm a here. Up there. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's got a switchblade. I don't know how he flies with it. I'm going to poop on that cop car. See, I could do poop jokes too. Yeah, good job, dude. Crazy Ira and the douche. Um, so uh, yeah, and then another kid comes along, and Andy's still working the desk, and a kid starts hitting Andy with like a, a plastic bat, um, and he's just like cute kid, and he's just letting it happen. Um, so Ron sees this and asks, like, "Why are you letting that kid hit you in the Nuggets?" Uh, so Andy tells the plan, like, "I have to work this list," and uh, and Ron is like, "Let me help you." and it's cuts to talking. He's like, I don't care about their relationship. I can never find a worse assistant. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so he's trying to keep April also. Um, so now these two are working together to convince April to stay, uh, here in Pawnee. Yeah. But um, also I think he cares. He cares a little bit.
1: He doesn't, he just doesn't want to admit it. That's his cover story.
0: hmm. Yeah i'm with you like ron likes andy ron likes april Mm -hmm. um and he would like them to stay together yeah uh in another episode he talked about how like absolutely he'd get married again i mean if there's no love what's the point of living um so i mean he's a romantic uh cuts back to the radio and ira and the douche want to talk to ben uh, and they ambush him about his mayorship and Ice Town and how he uh, bankrupted the town. And they say, we uh, searched you up on Alta Vista, which we find <laughs> out is the preferred search engine of Pawnee. Uh, and they they find out that he, you know, when he was 18, he was elected mayor and he bankrupted the town on Ice Town. Uh, and he they ask him about it and he completely falls apart. He can't he's just stammering. He can't get words out. It's not good at all. It's almost um, like he has a meltdown. He does have a meltdown when he's talking about Ice Town. I see what you did there. I see what you did there. And uh so that it keeps falling apart. And the, the guy's like, game over, man. The, yeah. the drops guy. Um, and there is a uh a caller, radio caller. Uh again, people who call into the radio to share their opinion. Uh Maybe some of the least smart sounding people I've ever heard. Uh, and they nailed it here too. 18 is young for a mayor. What were you like 12? <laughs> so, Yeah, <laughs> that's, you know, that's what happens. Um, so yeah, just not good. And cuts away to after the, the segment and Ben and Tom are talking and Tom says, was that your first time talking to other people? Cause it sounds like it. <laughs> so he's just not good on the media. No. And, and uh, yeah, so. I mean, part of it, like you think about Ben's life, he's working so hard to, you know, correct his, the course, you know, he, like he knows he failed. And so he's trying to do, like build a reputation of uh, responsibility, of being able to turn towns around financially, all these different things. But it's all been behind the scenes. And so here um, he is now like brought into the, the blinding lights of the radio. And I uh, can't even handle it, and, and so yeah,
1: and it's the worst way possible, because this is I mean these guys their whole they make their whole living like ripping people apart, and so you know you get a guy that's not ta- you know thought about it for twenty years, and these guys just eviscerate him on the radio, yeah i I'd, I'd flop sweat too, I mean, I do anyway, but you know I, I I just felt so bad for ben i just I started getting like I, I started flop sweating myself, just watching that part every time like that's. It's hard. was hard to
0: watch. You know? Yeah. Well, I'm glad it, that he has calm. your support. Always. Always. You're always here for Ben. Always. And uh, so Leslie is like, hey, we, uh, I'm going to talk to Tom, not related to you at all. And then goes <laughs> over and he's like, he's terrible. And Ben, you're like we need him because he's the numbers guy, and Tom's response is to say, "Put Ray Bands on a calculator, and that will be fine." Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> your boy's a rat. <laughs> <laughs> so, um and they—you can still hear. I don't know why, but Ben is still in the studio, um and I, <laughs> Douche comes in and it's like, "Hey, good talking to you, Ice Town. You like in Pawnee?" And Ben's response is, "A lot of cars, <laughs> trucks." <laughs> trucks. <laughs> yep and uh and that is when i was like jeremy
1: <laughs> <laughs> he nailed it too with like just like he doesn't make eye contact he's kind of looking down <laughs> playing with the papers on the desk just kind of yeah try, you know I, anything i can do right now to get out of this situation and he's like <laughs> talk guys down he just takes off and at yeah. that point like you take the insult because you're like oh my gosh it's over <laughs> yeah like you're not yeah. even mad that you got insulted you're just like oh thank goodness
0: yeah, just go away. Let me hide. So, I, mean, I think everybody has been there at some point where it's like I have no words to say how awkward I feel right now. And anything I say is only going to be worse. And uh yeah, Ben is just a great example of uh everybody's middle school. <laughs> so,
1: high school, uh, college and you know, somewhat into their 40s. Mhm, mhm, mhm.
0: Yes. Uh so they divide up and so Tom and and Ben are going to go on Perd's show because he's a softie. It's going to be easy. And so they give him the light work. Um, so, okay, plan going forward. It sounds good. They cut to Ann's house where Anne and Chris are eating a bland salad is what I wrote <laughs> down. Like they have water chestnuts, garbanzo beans, uh, walnuts. All things that actually don't have much flavor. And Ben is like, oh man, this is or not Ben. Chris is just like, amazed at how flavorful and complimentary all these different ingredients are. And it sounds gross. And then Ann talks about the 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 dressing that she made, which she says it's the same ingredients as bird feed. <laughs> so man, again, gross. I, don't think health- I could be friends with Chris. Eating healthy is hard. It is. It is. I thought about eating healthy earlier this week and then I had a bagel. <laughs> I felt better. <laughs> like instantly. I'm like this bagel is awesome. So uh but and so Chris and you know, Anne is trying to figure out their relationship and Chris comes and is like, I'm just gonna go out and say it. And uh and then he just says, I need to adjust the feng shui of your house. Uh and uh Ann is like, Yeah, do it. I'm not attached to any of the furniture, the arrangement, or this house really like giving all the hints, like I could leave here and I would go with you. Um, And Chris is still not getting it, but it cuts to a talking head with Anne saying like, I I don't know how to be more obvious. And Chris is back there moving the furniture by himself. (laughs) Um, So even with this camera crew in the house and like, he's not so far away that he wouldn't be able to hear her say, I don't know how much more obvious I can be. Chris is still oblivious to what's happening there. So focus, you got to fix the flow. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I uh yeah, I totally agree with you. Um so cuts away to Leslie in her office holding Shauna Malway tweeps uh, video recorder and giving her the headline and the lead of the article. Um and uh she Leslie wants to learn more about or not Leslie, Shauna wants to learn more about what's going on with Ben because you know, crazy Ira and the douche blew that story wide open about Ice Town. Um, and uh Leslie says he's you know, he is doing a good job. He's a budget manager, all this different kind of stuff. And then he says he's also easy on the eyes. <laughs> and so Shauna like is a journalist. And this is like the first time we see Shauna, the journalist, actually like jumping in to be like, Well, what is the nature of your relationship? Like actually asking a difficult question. Um, <laughs> and Leslie <laughs> has her own meltdown. Uh we are colleagues with benefits <laughs> who benefit that we are also friends. <laughs> So saved it. Um, Yeah. So that's not a great sign. Um, But, you know, I mean, we're last episode, they went out to dinner together. And here we have uh, Leslie saying he's easy on the eyes. And so like there is a a burgeoning interest here between the two of them. So which is great. This is probably when I think about Ben and Leslie's relationship, it feels like the most organic relationship uh in a like in a sitcom in a mm-hmm. long time. Where you like you meet them and they actually like it just makes sense that they like each other. You know? Yeah, and but it the, wasn't
1: but it wasn't like from from moment one they just like fell in love but they couldn't be together because of all these other reasons. Like they almost didn't like each other at first, which was even better. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So I think that I just think that's some really great writing that mm-hmm. the way that they developed uh, those two characters. Yeah. So I like it. Good job, guys. Good job. Parks and recreation
1: people. And I think too, at this point, we're kind of, I don't want to say like distracted by, but like April and Andy's is much more on the surface as far as like, we know that they like each other, but they're, they, they are that will, they won't they versus, you know, Ben and, and Leslie are just kind of on this trajectory. Like, you know, that we might not even be, you know, some people might not be seeing just yet.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah true true and, true and so of andy. yeah speaking of andy uh ron and andy are working together and they are deciding to write a thank you note for uh april's grandma for her birthday money and so ron types it up uh and they're trying to figure out like what do they call grandma it's a nina and so uh all these different names and so gizmo, they, uh, gizmo right <laughs> so they start writing it up and he brings it over to april and his, she's like he's like i wrote it thank you note for your grandma. He's like, it was for my grandpa. Okay. You are a beautiful woman. He's a man. Uh, Thank you for your $500. It was $5. Uh, And so everything about the letter is wrong, but enjoy the, enjoy the mouse rat CD. Yeah. He's deaf. (laughs) So everything is bad. Uh, So so
1: you you want me to make those changes or no? Right.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I love Andy so much. And uh, so cuts to Tom and Ben driving. And Tom is talking about how you have to do the Haverford schmooze, with, which is like light contact, a compliment on their appearance and a joke. Um, and he's like, here's an example. Perd, is your dad RoboCop? Because those arms are guns. And Ben is like, RoboCop's arms weren't guns. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the point he not himself. <laughs> it's so so good yeah i love it um and so they are going to go into uh the mall to get a new suit because tom cannot handle uh ben's suit anymore it's garbage and ben's response is your suit is garbage like these are brooks brooks brother's kids doesn't make garbage (laughs) (laughs) so um got back to the office and and ron and andy are working the list again and andy has to help april with a Art project to capture this a photography project to capture the spirit of melancholy. Um, and Ron's like, I'm on it and takes the camera, just starts taking pictures of stuff. It's like sad desk, sad dartboard, sad floor. Art is anything. And Ron's Andy's response is, uh, yeah, the sad does look the floor does look sad. Sorry for stepping on you. <laughs> love it. I love, love that. It. It's art. Anything is anything. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And you're a photographer. So, uh, I mean, is that, is that true? Oh, very, very,
1: very much. I think, I think, uh, the true art is in making your description sound like what you've done is art. (laughs) Like, yes. yes.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so Donna catches wind of all of this. Uh, like Andy seems to be helping April with stuff. And so she gets April to get Andy to help Donna with some things, uh, something, April does every day is give Donna a foot massage. Um, (laughs) and then Jerry is also there for that. And April's like, yep, him too. Thumbs up. It's so great. Yeah. (laughs) That's uh, that's what's going on there. Then so then it cuts to you heard with Perd. And I love Purd so much. And the thing about my love for Perd is how much he says the thing about Yes. Um, I love it. I love it. And so he's introducing um his the guests and he's the, they're going to talk about the harvest festival and Tom is so good at this. So complimentary. So on the, on, just on point mm-hmm. dealing with purd. Uh, and then Ben has some sticky moments, uh, where things fall apart and it cuts cuts to the office. Uh, and, uh, Tom has brought the tape from the interview and, uh, he, Ben's meltdown includes this phrase, who hasn't had gay thoughts? <laughs> and is there a bird in here? Why is there a bird in the studio? So it's all bad. And the whole team is watching this interview. And then Ron takes a picture of Ben. He's like, boom, that's it. That's sadness. That's the one. Yes. <laughs> and I love, too, in the middle of it, like,
1: PURD kind of drops the whole purred and, and just for like i think the only time in the whole series he does his most unpurred like thing and he, he actually like ben breaks purred because P- purred just goes are you okay <laughs> Like, like <laughs> right. just, just so like <laughs> i'm concerned about you
0: <laughs> yes so good uh yeah that that is one of my favorite Little purred vignettes. <laughs> Who hasn't had gay thoughts? Uh, um, the thing about this first question is I'd like to ask you about the harvest festival.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, purred. Uh, so good. Um, so then it cuts away to Andy picking up uh April's sister Natalie in a creepy van. Um and Natalie is upset because he's an hour half late and he's like, I had to give everybody foot massage and all this stuff. Uh so then she leaves and Andy's like, okay, whatever, and it cuts back to office and people are canceling the sponsorships because of Ben and his total meltdown and the reputation that he's ruining towns everywhere he goes Um, so Leslie's like well I'm going to go on Pawnee Today the Joan Joan Calamezzo show uh, so that's you know they're going to rescue it and Leslie's going to be the face of this Uh, security guard comes out to Andy's van and says are you trying to lure this woman into your van to which Andy responds yeah and she's being really difficult about it (laughs) He gives all
1: the wrong, all the wrong answers.
0: Yeah, so he gets arrested uh, by the security <laughs> not guard. Either, not even my van. I stole yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Andy. Um. So cuts back to the the studio with Tom, schmoozing Joan, talking about how beautiful she is and how they need to get married and how she's Heidi Klum uh, and all this different stuff. Um. And Tom, Tom's like, that's how it's done to Ben. And so then Leslie. Is on the show and Tom and or Joan introduces her. Leslie is here to tell us how Harvest Fest is going to bankrupt the city. <laughs> um and uh then her her first question is uh at what cost? How many cities does Ben need to destroy before he's behind bars? <laughs> <Just> <laughs> sensationalist journalism. It's great. Yes. So like we're like uh PURD is like just puff pieces. Like the easiest person in the world, Joan, is like really the the uh walter cronkite of pawnee at what cost <laughs> so uh so leslie just says well why don't we just have ben get over here and answer these questions and so brings him on uh and she takes over the show um and uh joan even at one point is like how rude <laughs> like you're just just jumping in there this? <laughs> um and so they Let's take calls you can call of course you would <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so they take calls. And, uh, and the first one is how can you justify raising taxes for on something that's going to hurt the town? And Leslie's just like, uh, we're not going to raise taxes. So that's that while Ben is trying to answer, he's stammering. And he's like, uh, well, you see, um, <laughs> he's like playing with yeah. the corner of the chair and like, just can't even yes. look up. It's great. Yeah. And so it's like, we're not going to raise taxes. So that's that. And then next call. So uh, it, Leslie seems to have this under control. So it cuts away. And Ron gives April some fishing advice um and uh basically it's like hey when you have a fish you reel it in you don't just play with it and you know Andy likes you is what he's getting at um like you, Andy is uh this is what Ron says is if you especially if you have a nice fish with a big lovable fish heart and April responds, you don't know what you're talking about maybe not maybe you really do hate Andy maybe moving to Indianapolis is just to get revenge on him is a really good idea but what do i know mm-hmm. um and so this is the like Ron actually getting involved in their relationship. And once again, and, sage Ron advice. Right? It, he just cuts through it all.
1: Ron is full of wisdom. You're like, you're not fooling anybody, man. You yeah. you care. You you know what's going on. hmm
0: Um, so uh my note here says it's really about R- Andy, Ron H S smart. <laughs> so autocorrect <laughs> for the win. Um <laughs> Ron is smart is probably what it meant to say. Um Cuts to the the Ann Perkins house and they are wafting tea. Uh and Ann wants to talk about their relationship. And Chris is like, We should absolutely do that right now. And then they drink the tea and Ann says, This is gross. And uh Chris says, It is. It's hard to drink. And he then proceeds to gulp the whole thing down. Yeah. Uh so cuts and back he has, to pun- and he, has, he has to go to Snurling. Like he
1: goes to Indiana for he's gonna go back to Indiana for a little bit and then to snurling. And I think, and I, am yeah. trying to remember if Snerling comes back up outside of Chris's thing, but like, I feel
0: like, I it does. yeah. So that's going to be a town. I think with well, a name, like Snurling, it has to be mentioned. Sure. So, um, yeah. So I'm, I, I think. I like I to. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the, uh, so they're going to talk about the relationship. It's dark outside and then it cuts back to Pawnee today. And I didn't realize how late Pawnee today runs. (laughs) It's almost Pawnee this evening. So I don't know if she just has like, like a four hour block of programming that she does every day, which what we learn about Joan Calamezzo over time is she could fill those hours. If anybody can do it, it's Joan. So I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, And so, you know, they're still taking calls and that one, like the one of the questions is like, how many towns does Ben have to bankrupt like before we know better? And Ben then stands up for himself and says, look, I didn't bankrupt those towns. I went to those towns because they were bankrupt and now they're not. <laughs> and and so who doesn't do dumb stuff when they're 18 and they're kids? And so the whole conversation changes around um, like who Ben is and what he does. Uh, but he had to confront it like on Jones' show and actually like make a declarative statement about himself. Um, and, uh, then the next question is, can you tell me more about the corn maze? Right. And see, I With, think, all, oh, go ahead. Well, the corn maze, um, yeah. it, earlier, crazy iron, the douche, were talking about the corn maze. <laughs> and then this caller is like, can you tell me more about the corn maze? <laughs> so <laughs> I just think it's interesting <laughs> connection. Yeah. This whole, yeah. The whole, this whole thing was, was
1: great. Like at the beginning, like Leslie is going to bring Ben out and you're like, this is a terrible idea, but. When Ben turns this whole thing around, we know that Leslie knew that, like Leslie knew that if he could just get through it and there's that one, there's the one question, um, and that he kind of just barely gets through it. And then you see her and she just kind of like a little nod, like, yep, this is it. And then once he gets into the thing that he knows about and he defends himself, it's, it's, it's over after that. But the first question that they asked underneath it, it said, Ben, Ben Wyatt, human disaster, like underneath the. Mm -hmm his picture, the Chiron. the Chiron. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then the caller who calls in and says he's bankrupted seven towns or whatever. He goes, I, I looked him up on Alta Vista. And he's like, first of all, why is this 1997? Like, why is everyone using Alta Vista? Which I thought was great. They just kept, yes. you know, coming back. And then he does a really smart thing when he defends himself. So who doesn't do dumb stuff at 18? And he asked Joan. And so he turns, right. he, he, he turns the tables, you know, Oh, how the turn tables.
0: And yeah. Joan's response is, uh, I had my high school, my gym coach's husband arrested <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or wife arrested. So, uh, yeah. So Joan is mysterious, uh, and troubling in a lot of different ways. Um, we get a lot hints of her. <laughs> and even though Ben doesn't know how to respond and he's like, oh, so there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, you know, Harvest Fest seems to be saved at this point. Awareness is going up. People are very interested in the corn maze. Um. There's also a a roller coaster that Tom mentions on Purge Show that's, you know, wider for Pawnee's larger residents. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be a great Harvest Fest. It's going to be wonderful. Um, So cuts to Andy uh, and April. You know, he finished the whole list. He said, whatever you need me to do tomorrow, I'm here for it. That's the deal. I want you to stay. And she kisses him. And then she says, I better be the only person you kiss today. And he's like... (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure you are. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, and the credit scene has uh, the team watching more of Ben's meltdown on Perd's show, um, and it is all hilarious. And I was hoping to have more quotes on IMDb from that, and it only has hit the interaction between Ron and April about the fish. There's no other quotes. So, whoever is an IMDb editor, put more quotes on here, please. Cause it's funny, but at the very end is like, I'm pert happily. And Ben's response is more like turd craply. <laughs> <laughs> and that, that is a wonderful way to wrap up that segment of the show. So yeah, That's yeah good. More like turd craply. Oh, and, uh, and,
1: and he owned it at the end too. It's like, he's watching himself. He's like, yeah, this is, this is pretty amazing. Actually. That's me. And then he takes his bow at the end. Yeah.
0: All amazing. So, yeah, I love this episode. Media Blitz. I love when we get more pictures of Pawnee and all of the, the craziness of this town, even if the town has way too many media uh, <laughs> properties for a city of its size. Yeah. So that, that drives me crazy, but it's hilarious.
1: I think, you know, and now as we're we're really going through, especially like season three, where things are picking up with a lot of these overarching storylines, you know, you get the high rated, highly rated ones, or maybe like fan favorites like Pakaitis. And I know that was one of the earlier episodes, but those are almost like standalone episodes. We don't need to know a lot. And this one, I feel like there's a couple different tiers of this episode moves so much of the story, a lot of the story arcs forward in a really good way. And then there are a couple of those episodes where it's like, oh, this episode, it's not a standalone. They're talking about some of the story arcs, but it's really kind of, I don't want to say boring, but you know, the, the vehicle that they used to do it isn't, isn't all that amazing. But this one, this one was like the media blitz. This was a really, really good episode. So I think for like the, not the super fans, but the people who really like Pawnee or uh, Parks and Recreation, <clears throat> episodes like this are are really popular or i don't know they just feel good because they move that whole story they they move the world forward and so um yeah for the casual viewer it's what this doesn't make a lot of sense so i could see why it's not rated as high i guess that's what i'm saying
0: yeah but i hear if you're going on to imdb to rate something yeah like i would think you are a uh intentional fan of something or yeah, or a harsh critic. So like I I am with you. Like, why is this rated eight point one? Is that where it's at? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Eight point one out of ten with one thousand seven hundred and fifty-two ratings. Uh, you know, it's like this doesn't seem right. And um, I don't know. Because I, I just I see just see what I, the I, one stars are saying. Yeah, I just feel like this an episode like
1: this, in my in my opinion, really in, encapsulates uh, mm-hmm the the feeling of parks and recreation there's it's really funny it's really crazy there's a lot of personalities and it's also heartwarming and i think that's that's what makes it really good and you know not every episode can be that or should be that i get that so i just this is one of those episodes where personally i would rate it 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 ranks higher for me than some of the other episodes because like Ron and Tammy, total madness hijinks and could be a standalone episode. But this one feels more like the world of Pawnee, you know, as much as Ron and Tammy kind of was for their little storyline, too. So, you know, we're going to have episodes where it's just about one or two characters solely. Anyway. Yeah. My opinions.
0: You have every right to those opinions. Thank you. I'm with you. There are only two written up reviews that I can see here. Um, and people like it, but yeah, I would put this, I would put this at a nine out yeah. of a 10. No problem. So and if anybody wants to fight me about it, um, I'll see you at the millennium Falcon known as Aurora antiques pavilion.
1: Oh man. And now that you said that I looked it up and I was wrong. This just in Jeremy was wrong. Um, it was, a, there was a high school that looked like, and I, I, I remember when I was looking it up, it, yeah, there's a high school that looks like the Millennium Falcon, and uh, not the antique mall. And sometimes because I hadn't gone to high school in such a long time, I probably got them confused.
0: You know what is the weirdest thing at those antique mall things? Mm-mm. You can buy like the one in Snowhomish. uh you know the town of Snowhomish. Yes, there is a booth that is just selling old yearbooks. <laughs> okay, like like from a lot of different schools. What do you
1: What do you do with those?
0: I don't know. I I don't know who thought I'm going to collect these. Did you go to school to all at all of those schools? No. What are you going to do with those? I'm going to sell them to strangers. Do you think they went to those schools? Doubt it. What if and what if it's
1: what if it's like a Pokémon situation where it's like try to try to collect the class of 74. All of the classes of 74. <laughs> <laughs> or just pick one, you know, like you got to start, you know. I'm 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 going to I'm going to track down all the all the freshmen in 74 at Linwood High. And do what with them? I don't know. Just say, "I found you." <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what you were in this <laughs> You in this book, right? I got you know. Can you sign? Can you sign my yearbook?
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know, when you're in um, when you're in middle school and high school, like you just take for granted, like yeah, I'm going to sign yearbooks at the end of the year. But then when you're an adult, nobody asks you for a signature unless they're also asking for money. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean think about making people's day like, oh hey, hey, Bob Flanders, hey, you're here on page seventy eight. Can you sign my yearbook? And they'll be like, Oh, are you in here too? And you're like, uh, that's not important. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Also Kamara, comparo- yeah. five bucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's all good. Um, yeah, that's a great idea. I think okay. I'm gonna go back to that store and get some yearbooks. All right. A great way to make great way to make five bucks at a time. Yeah,
1: and a whole bunch of old friends. Not not like like that that you knew them for a long time. I'm just assuming that they're all old now.
0: Probably, probably, yeah. So, anyway, media blitz. That's the one media we just talked about. Yeah, <laughs> the thing about this, and, episode uh, is we
1: talked about it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So we should wrap up here before we get too far into like more Facebook or yearbook logic. Oh,
1: yeah. Um the only other trivia too, not that it like the personal life stuff totally ma- uh, matters, but I did think it was interesting. I knew that that Amy Poehler had dated Nick Kroll, who plays the douche, um, uh, but she also um dated Matt Besser, who is Crazy Ira. So right. um I just thought that was that was kind of interesting. So um yeah. Matt Besser
0: was on upright. Correct.
1: Citizens Brigade with Amy Poehler, which was a pretty funny show. So,
0: yeah, it is interesting how all of those um, improv troops all kind of work together for years and years and years. So, that, or if they were on SNL together, they show up on their shows later. That's right. pretty great. Yep. Um, it looks like next week
1: is Indianapolis.
0: Ooh. Or next
1: episode. Yeah.
0: Ooh, that one's a good one. I'm gonna fast until then. So that <laughs> good I, luck. We can save room for steak.
1: <laughs>
0: good plans. So, Let me know how that works. Yeah. Oh you- man, that was so good! It talks about Leslie's breakups too. <laughs> yeah. Oh yes, yes. yes. <laughs> uh, okay, I'm excited. All right, All right. Cool. I have another reason to live for this week. <laughs> okay, one week at a time, my friend. <laughs> yeah, one week at a time. All right. Well, I'll talk to you later, my friend. All right, I'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye.